I've had better days, but um, today is also not too much of a bad day. I'll say I'm balanced. I'm balanced. I got a lot of stuff going on with my baby boy. I still have to take him to school in a little bit, um, practicing a little bit. So more so, I think overall, I always think about the anxiety surrounding my steps. And we're heading home and boom, everything changes. Just a simple ride home. I was supposed to be home to meet my six-year-old son who was being taken care of by my wife's line sister. And we were just heading home a regular day. I'm like asking all bro, when I when I go through this, it gets really emotional because I'm like, I'm like, I I wish this on nobody, bro. Manifestations are real, right? So if you think of something, if you see it as a goal and you really manifest the, the ability to let's say my one of my I have many manifestations. One of my manifestations was to be exactly where I'm at today. I knew that without my wife's help, that things were gonna be really hard for me. And I never want to face it. So at that point, I didn't give up. It's absolutely fine because what's happening in the podcast and the conversation is that you can't be surprised by the questions because the questions of yourself is your story, is your origin. Makes sense. That you've been through. So Makes sense. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also sometimes when you post um videos like this, you know the words be like leap late from the audio. Like if it's one thing. I don't know how it's going to be, but I just hope that we can kind of sync the audio with the video itself. Because I did a I did a vi uh, interview with one, with one person in the past. Uh -huh. I was like, oh, it was such a great content. It was such good content. But then the conversation was lagging. So I'm like, man, I could imagine what the viewers are thinking, right? So I just hope we can avoid that too. Hopefully, they, they you know, the, the network is good for us today. Yes, yes. Hopefully, it shows both you and me. Mm. Uh, one thing that I learned about Zoom is that it... it this, whoever's talking, that's, the, that's who the screen is going to be on. So huh. hopefully the words and the how we're talking sync yeah. together. Hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> if hopefully. not, we can edit it. We can edit it. That is, that's it. That's what we do, bro. It is what it is. I know how that goes. I know how that goes. Yeah, man. 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 So we're going to go ahead and get started. What's going on, everybody? That's Welcome good. to Failures Knowledge. And we got a great guest, a great, phenomenal Conversation is going to be happening today. My boy Joseph, man, what a dude. What's up, my friend? How are you? Man, I'm good. I can't complain. How are you? Bro, um, I've had better days, but um, today is also not too much of a bad day. I'll say I'm balanced. I'm balanced. I got a lot of stuff going on with my baby boy. I still have to take him to school in a little bit, um, practicing a little bit. So more so, I think overall, I always think about the anxiety surrounding my steps. But overall, I'm good. I'm good. Okay, that's powerful. That's what we're going to start off. So okay. your anxiety, right? How do you control when your anxiety is all over the place? Well, bro, it takes legit, this might sound very uh, cliche, but it takes legit organization, some type of structure on your mind because if you all, if you aren't fully planning or if you're not a, a, a planner per se, a lot of thoughts can just circulate your head and you end up just grabbing one thing and then missing out on so many other things. So you kind of have to be very strategic and organized. So that's for me now. Like you see me taking notes. We before we spoke, I was taking notes for my questions because sometimes my brain is just always going. I'm feeling uncomfortable. Like I could tap into one thing and then go somewhere else. So I would I would say organization, bro. Organization. At least try to organize your organize organize your brain. Legit. I agree. I, this is the most difficult thing there is to do. What I've learned about going on like different podcasts and having different conversations that most of the time, majority of the time, you, you're not comfortable with it, right? Because you don't know what to expect. Yeah. And like we spoke on, what was it? Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, yeah. That, mm -hmm. that conversation was so amazing because what we talked about Thursday is the simulation of today. 
Yeah, yeah. Feel the most comfortable that you ever been on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Let's get it. So who are you? What are you doing? Where are you from? So my name is Joseph, and I am from the Philadelphia, Delaware area. And right now I do, I'm solely focused on creating content around my story to help inspire people who essentially may go through what I've been through or just suffering in terms of the anxiety portion or might be going through depression or whatever the case is. Because most of the times when you see somebody doing something, it's it's easier to, I guess, take in that type of energy versus you by yourself not knowing what's out there. So I just give a little bit of hope every so often, you know? And that's what I do now full time in terms of like creating content, dealing with sponsorships, um, organizations, public speaking, you name it. That's where my accident literally took me to. You wasn't expecting this, were you? Absolutely not, bro. I mean, I was I was in banking. I was doing the biggest things ever. You know, we all go to college. We get a degree. We want to do all these different cool things, work for the biggest companies. And I was doing that. And visualize or picture you at the top of your game whatever your dreams were and to be killing it and feeling so good about yourself I got the wifey I got the kids I got the dogs I got the bikes I got the house I got the money I got the looks I'm feeling myself everything is great like your talk. <laughs> everything is really crazy I'm like damn I came to this country because I'm from Trinidad originally uh-huh. I came to this country and I killed it so I'm sitting on my high horse on a plane first class coming back from India and saying, yeah, I did it. You know, I went over there to implement some policies from um and some procedures for my job. And coming back here, it was in May. I took a trip in June. I had an amazing wedding with my brother, one of my buddies who's Nigerian. Mm-hmm. And I'm familiar with that type of um culture, but their weddings be grand, it'd be great, right? So here we are, the wedding turning up vibes. Me and my wife, she drove, I rode to the wedding, and we're heading home, and boom, everything changes. Just a simple ride home. I was supposed to be home to meet my six-year-old son who was being taken care of by my wife's line sister. Mm-hmm. And we were just heading home a regular day. And this lady merges into me. She clips my front tire of my motorcycle. And boom, that's it, bro. Tossed me straight into the guardrails. Never thought that it would ever be me. You know, you never think it could be you. Like, everything was great, bro. Everything was going perfect. And then it wasn't. So in that space, it was it was a hard it was a hard hit for me, bro. And not just physically and mentally, but more so on the tip, like, where do I go now? Mm-hmm. You know, like I didn't know what my injuries were at the time. She's seen the whole thing. She's driving behind me. I'm going car speed. And even for her to, to visualize it, to see somebody who she loves, right? It's her husband, her child's father, her person. And to see this person flip and toss and dismantle their body, because remember, I broke my neck, I broke my back, I lost my spleen, I shattered all my private areas, I lost both my legs. So understand that this thing was crazy and it took a toll on her mentally. So then fast forward, I'm on the floor, staring in the sky. And I remember, bro, um, it was one of the clearest days. It was June 23rd, actually. I just passed my anniversary a couple of days ago, right? And I celebrated by taking a nice little trip to California to celebrate my other boy's wedding. But rewind, I'm, in, I'm standing at the sky and I could move my tongue. I moved my tongue and I could feel the gravel in my mouth from wherever I picked up on skating, skating, right? But it was a combination of gravel and something that felt a little smoother, which I know is teeth. 
So all my teeth were shattered, bro. So me living the life I used to be living, I'm talking, I used to be wearing the best boss suits. You know, you're talking about, I mean, your boy said he made it, right? So everything has to be proper. I'm in all, all organizations looking, bro. I used to iron my shirts with starch every day, bro. Like I'm talking about, I was very, I was very militant with, with my whole getup. And I'm on the floor just laying there. And I'm like, I look at my eye, my wife's eyes as she's hovering over me. You can see how frantic she was. And I'm like, yo, babe, just pick me up. Just pick me up. And she's mm-hmm. like, oh, I really can't. I just can't right now. And as I hear her saying that, I'm like, but how though? How bad is it? I don't know. When you get hit and you get impacted, but it's like to a grand, at a grand level like this, everything kind of feels normal. It just feels like a really hard punch. So you can't really tell the pain, but you know it's there. You know, the adrenaline is rushing, so you can't really tap into what really feels yet. So as I tried to move, bro, nothing worked. Nothing. Imagine, all right, so you may not think of like this all the time, but to raise your hands, you do this without thinking, right? When you try to do certain things like this and your brain is not connecting to your body, you get lost, bro. Like nothing works anymore. So I'm trying to move my hips, trying to move my, my feet, trying to move my neck, trying to move my, I'm like, nothing is, I'm trying, bro. I'm literally trying my hardest and nothing works. And then before you know it, I started losing breath. Now I'm going to, I'm speeding through the story because it's a, it's a lot, right? So I'm trying to get to the point where the emergency comes in and they, they put me in a stretcher and the lady's asking me for information, but I knew that any word I say now was going to be my last. And I felt like I was, you know, when you're losing your breath, right? So you run a mile, you run two miles and you, you, you PR, you run your fastest two miles in your entire life. You will be out of breath. And if I now ask you to go run an extra mile, you look at me like you're crazy. But then you could do, you could still do it. However, when you're out of breath now and you're like trying to talk, you're gonna have to you have to wait. You have to pace yourself. You have to like really control your breathing. So I'm controlling my breathing, but I knew that this was one of my last words. So that's when I gave her my first name, last name, where I live, where I worked, my wife's name, where she worked, my son's name, my social security. And then after that, I just passed out. And then boom, three days later, in my from what I understand, I wake up tubes in my throat everything is crazy I'm like sh- like almost shackled to a hospital bed and I could hear that's all that's the only sense I had bro okay all I could do is hear and I'm hearing my wife talking I guess she had a friend there they were talking about some book they were reading and I started moving my fingers to get their attention just kept moving my fingers and she's like hey babe how are you how's everything how are you doing I was like hey um I can't talk obviously so I was like I did one of these funny enough um the notes I just took from you earlier on, this is the book I was writing in, right? And in this book has like a bunch of my scriptures. I was telling her about like the accident, just writing stuff down, right? Like I, you can, you, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to read anything. Okay. If you try writing and closing your eyes, it's really hard, bro. You, nothing is, nothing is straight, right? Mm-hmm. So there's, I was like, one of my questions says here, what's under my back? It feels like metal. I can't talk much. It hurts. This is the worst. This is torture. My stomach is infected. Are they pumping it out? Like, I'm peeing myself. Where's the piss going? Like, all these different types of things. Like, I had the, the catheter in me. So I'm like asking all the when I When I go through this, it gets really emotional because I'm like, I'm like, I, I wish this on nobody, bro. Fast forward. Spent 45 days in the hospital. During that process of the 45 days, and we could talk forever on that. Um, during that process, I realized that I probably wouldn't be able to get back to my regular life. You know what I mean? I, my wife had, she had a lot of hope. She's like, well, you can get back to walking and running. I'm like, 
even the doctors are saying they don't even know the quality of life I will have with a prosthetic leg and a fused angle because they announced me as a double amputee to begin with. But at the end, they were able to save this at the other hospital, which I'm thankful for because that was responsible for me. Think about it. If I had no legs, right, just visualize this. If you have no legs trying to get back to therapy and the healing process, like you have nothing to stand on and you all you have is your arms, right? But you can't use a walker with no legs. Think about it. How would I get around? Right. Because I had a foot to stand on, though it's painful, I'm grateful for it because I can still stand on it. Right. Because remember, think of it. Right. So crutches, arm and I have to push and I have to walk and bounce on something. Right. Without legs, you can't do that. Now, I had to work my shoulder. I had to work on every single body part bit by bit. So I couldn't even lift a cell phone. bro. Lifting a cell phone was heavy, extremely heavy. Mind you, before that. I'm running my miles fast as hell. You, I'm, I'm running 100 meter sprints. I'm lifting my body's chisel and I can't even lift a, lift a cell phone, bro. Mm -hmm. Understand what I'm saying? That messes with your mental big time when you realize you cannot do the things you once was able to do just yesterday. At least is what it felt like. It was torture, bro. It was mentally crazy. And as a result of these things, I vowed to say, and I'm, I don't want anybody to feel this. So I went online on social media looking for people who who've overcome shit like this and what this my, my language but what did they do to get past this and i'm googling and googling and googling nobody that looked like me or had the lifestyle that i i had or wanted to live a lifestyle like how i wanted to was doing it so i said yo babe when you can't just record me when you can't just record 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 work i want you to record my my worst days so i'll never ever be able to forget this because i know i can't forget because i feel it daily some people when you get when you go through injuries you get healed and you bounce back and you feel good, but you, all you have is images of your x-ray. You don't feel what you've been through because it's been years. My accident was in 2019. It's now 2023. And I felt like I just got discharged four weeks ago. That's how bad my pain is, bro. And when you have nerve damage and chronic pain, these are the things that people go through. And a lot of people don't share this because how can you help me, right? Your words can be as powerful as hell. You're not, it's not going to touch me. And it's, it's, it is for certain people because your words can touch people who can relate to you, right? And as as my words can touch certain people who've been through these things, right? Or I can say something to you and you be like, "Well, bro, powerful to you, more power to you because you you that's you, better you than me," kind of way. So we all have a a reason for doing what we're doing, and we all have a a, a way to communicate or connect with people. And I I utilize social media in my own way to tell my story to reach others. I figured social media would have been the right route to get to millions faster, except as as instead of me actually. DMing people and like that. I was like, you know what? I'm just post what I do. This is my world. When you come to my page, you'll see my world. And if you can gain anything from it, you can. But I'm not telling you what to do and how to live your life. I'm just showing you how I live mine so you can gain some hope and inspiration so you can push for your own self. And in a nutshell, that's what I utilize. That's what I did. As soon as I bounce back, every video you see me post on my Instagram that tells my story and you it invokes some type of emotion on you, if you can feel it, Trust me, I was probably crying editing that video, right? Most of the times when I get deep, every time I've gotten deep on a video, they've all gone viral, every single one, because part of part of going viral is, one, if you treat the algorithm a certain way, you give it what it needs in the first three seconds. Like for you, you scroll and you see something that's crazy, boom, that's the first step. I need to catch your attention and I need to hook you in. So when I hook you in, it's through emotion, right? So if I, if I show you my leg is missing, the drama, the tragic stuff, and then I show you how I came back, now you're stuck. So the algorithm likes that. You know, I kept you on my profile for a certain amount of time. And once you see it through to the entire end, 
if I had 10 people that did that for my following, algorithm says, I'll push you into another tranche of people who can then now like your shit. Sorry, like my like, like your stuff. And then when that goes crazy, then it puts you into the, the For You page or the Explorer page, and then it goes crazy. I've been doing it for a long time. I've studied it from top to bottom. All the updates they drop. Sometimes you might get content. You might post a video, get 10 likes. Next time you post, you get 100 likes. The idea is to just always remain consistent. But two, don't even give up. Don't give a ish about numbers. And that's why I kept doing what I do. And people always say, yo, but your, your accident was, what, three, four years ago? And you still posting? I'm like, you don't see my DMs, my friend. You don't see my DMs, and you don't know what it does, and you don't know how the algorithm works. You are my following. You've seen me post a story 10 times. It's always different. However, you've seen a lot of these clips the same. So I could tell that you might, you might be bored. But the person that's the algorithm put it to the first time in their life is like, life-changing. Thank you for saving my life. And to me, that's more worth it than you complaining about. You've seen my video 10 times in a row. So that's what it is about, bro. So we did all these things. And in between, obviously, it took a lot of work, a lot of sweat, a lot of blood, a lot of tears. But here I am today in front of you. And to speak to a wonderful soul because I see souls in our physical bodies. And bro, it's been amazing, man. I'm just pushing. Simple as that. And that's so powerful. That's so powerful. Your, your story has so many lessons in it. And yeah. if you wasn't there, you're going to miss every detail that was explained. Right? What I've learned is that we go through pain. We always ask ourselves, what, what, what did I do to, to hold on, what, what do we say? What do, why, why me? Why me? Why did I have to go through this? Yes. When I went through my divorce, it was the most difficult thing I ever experienced because I'm thinking I'm a good guy. I'm thinking everything that I do is 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 good on this earth. Right. Just because it's good doesn't mean you have to go through pain. You right. have to experience your own pain. I can't relate to you, uh, but however, I understand that pain is pain. Yeah. Right. Pain is pain. My heart was broken. Right. My heart right. was broken. Yeah. And, and, and I like to use this analogy. My heart was broke. You know how there's a glass, right? And you got a baseball bat and you swing on the glass and now the whole piece is into pieces. Mm-hmm. Now, when we look down and pick them up and replace the mirror, it's not as pretty, but it's a new identity, right? Mm-hmm. So now we're building ourselves piece by piece, day by day, moment by moment, because people don't see what we go through, right? Cre- making content it, it it seemed easy <laughs> being consistent. It seemed easy. It's, it's the it's the message, the will, and the and the connection that we that we are making. Like I really needed to hear that. Yeah. I, I I didn't know I was I wasn't the only one going through pain. Right. When, when my when my when I asked my ex wife for a divorce, I thought I was the only one going through a breakup. I thought I was the only one. I'm like, man, this is this got to be karma or something. Man, I start speaking about it. I start meeting people with the same problems. I'm like, hold on. Hold on. You telling me all five guys that's here in this circle are going through a breakup and we actually love our spouse? I'm like, oh, this is no coincidence. Pain is not a coincidence. It's a lesson to help you grow. Yes. Until we are able and prepared to be the person that we know we can become, we have to go through life. We have to go through trial and times, tough times, because these tough times will make us the person that we are today. Agreed. You, and you said, you said one thing I want to hit on as well. You said your wife, you, you, you said your, you asked your wife to pick you up hmm. and she said that she couldn't. How important is your, is your support system? 
bro. I kid you not. Um, I say it all the time. If I didn't have the support that I had, I just don't know what I would have been able to do because that's the one less thing to worry about because you have a boatload of things going on in your life at a certain time of what a trauma or pain you're experiencing and having support without actually asking for support comes comes in very handy very handy and in that space like when I when I asked her for help and she wasn't able to give me the help because of the circumstance I said to myself well I can't even help myself mm -hmm. so then help me and so I'm saying if she can't help me and I can't help me so who's to help me and that's the unfortunate part. And I say unfortunate because we wait till we're going through the worst of the worst to say, God, please, I need you. Right. And in that space, I'm like, I used to pray all the time before I got on the bike. But more than ever, I'm like, it's only me and you, God and myself. It's always we say you versus you and they say God is a reflection of us. So I took it upon myself. Well, if God is within me at this time, I just pray that whatever whatever miracle it takes to get me past this journey i hope that it works and then my eyes closed and then i woke up and i funny enough i smirked in my brain i'm like holy shit you survived wow and i'm broke prayers hell because prayers is a form of energy right and when you die right because i had a i had a near-death experience right i went through my own version of experiencing hell and heaven and when you die as you say, somebody's praying for your health. Let's say in your deathbed and be like, yeah, I'm praying for him, I'm praying for him. Those, don't take that for granted. Really say one prayer. Just say one good prayer because then it goes out into the atmosphere and it can come, it can, it'll find its way. Because I remember if you ever have um, an injury and there's a pastor at the church or there's a chaplain, if anybody comes to pray for you, just know you're, you're, you're in some, you're in some ish. Because if they send those up to your room, you're going through it. So I remember my, chap, um, my chaplain coming and she was just over my bed. I could smell her cologne still. Like I could tell it was like some Marc Jacobs or something. You know, older women like to wear Marc Jacobs, right? So I'm smelling it. I'm like, and my everything was heightened for me, bro. It was such an amazing slash painful learning experience because I've lost, I lost my ability to see for a little bit, lost my ability to smell, lost my ability to taste, lost my ability to feel, I've lost my dignity, right? To the taunt to the point where. My wife is wiping my ass. Nurse is wiping my ass. They taking my balls, cleaning left and right. So I can't do anything. And you're talking about somebody who's very self-efficient from day one. I came to this country to become more efficient for myself. And here I am. I'm as weak as a baby. I call it being born again, right? Because I had to recreate myself. I had to recreate a different version of myself that can still sustain all me within me, who was a soul. I still have that old soul, but then it's a new body. And I always, people joke around, well, I joke around people and I tell them, hey, bro, life is really like a movie and your body, your physical body, some people call it a temple. I just call it something that you could relate to is an avatar. So think about every time as your spirit is, is, when you go to sleep, your spirit is just roaming. And then when you come back, you come back into your avatar and it's a new reset every day. And for you and me, a day should be the same thing in terms of when we go to sleep, we wake up for the morning when sun rises, that's a new day. And what are you going to do in that avatar of yours, right? Like, you already know your avatar is broken. You've been through you've been through war, right? Your own version of war and my own version of war. But yet, when you plug in, you boot it and you're like, all right, well, I ain't got no legs today, but I still have my mind. I still have these things. I get to do these things because I know for certain what it's like not to be able to do all of these things. So people say, yo, how do you keep pushing, bro? And why? I was like, dog, if you haven't got hit hard enough, you wouldn't be able to understand what I'm saying. And it doesn't need to be physical. You've been through your divorce. You've been through that heartbreak. You've been, you've been hit really 
effing hard. You've gone through a certain time in your life that is like a lot of people pray they don't have to ever experience. And you, you, you saw that through, bro. So shout outs to you. It takes a lot of work, man. And this right here, I could talk for days, but carry on, bro. <laughs> Go ahead. And, and and you're absolutely okay. I don't want you to feel like you're talking too much. No, 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 no. There's no such thing as talking too much because you're telling your story, right? I've learned that in order to be comfortable with the person I am becoming, I have to be used to talking, I have to be used to telling things that I never experienced before. Like, for instance, you brought up an example that was, and, and, and sparked a, a memory, but I forgot about it. I had went to this church, I think it was last year, sometime last year. And when I went to this church, you know how they do the call to the altar? Did you hear that? Nah, nah, nah. Oh, okay. I was about to say this. Thunder. Well, oh. you know how they do call to the call to the altar? Mm. Normally in the black church, they they wait towards the end to do the uh call to call to the altar. In this other church, it was a white church, they called the altar, call to the altar early off. And so as I'm watching everybody. They said that somebody had back pain, somebody was ill, somebody, like, people have problems. And then they prayed over them. And as I'm watching this, once they got done praying, it felt like they was okay. <laughs> it appeared like that was good. Oh, and then I was in my, with my, with my uh, brother Gun, named, named, named Gunzo. I said, let me ask you a question. I said, when they praying for them, are they just helping them have faith? within themselves? Hmm. He said, yeah. He said, that's exactly what they're doing. I'm like, hold on. Mind you, there's like countless of people, maybe 10 to 20 people there. Hmm. Everybody's praying for somebody. Hmm. Not just one person, but three, four, five, three, two, three, right? So I'm like, oh, we lose that faith when we go through hard times because we think we are being punished. For our pain but it's not punishment it's a it, it's a lesson that's helping you grow and heal and recognize what you live through yes you might not have a good a good life but this pain is bringing you more than you can expect right right that's that that's so that's afraid to walk into because i became more spiritual i'm not religious i'm very spiritual very spiritual Heard that, heard that. Nah, and I could um I could bounce off of that too. So when you pour that that faith back into you, so you definitely lose hope when you go through these these circumstances, right? And to your point, it is a lesson. And I like to call it, I say people who go through these things are considered the chosen ones. And by being a chosen one, it had to be you. You know, you have the temperament for that, you have the resilience to push past it. But you really have to believe in yourself. And you it sounds cliche, it sounds corny, but you when you are faced with it, you will understand these words are exactly what I'm saying because it means everything for what it is. Go for definition, go in the go in the dictionary, look up what believe in. You really have to believe. And a lot of these things is like again, back to life is like a movie. Manifestations are real, right? So if you think of something, if you see it as a goal and you really manifest the, the ability to let's say my one of my i have many manifestations one of my manifestations was to be exactly where i'm at today and when i see things come through and i get it i'm like i feel more powerful i feel more we are spiritually connected so it's like wow is that really a power and i try it again and i try it over and over and over and over <laughs> and after i after i do it i'm like 
<laughs> I, have, I guess I have to believe that this is a thing though, right? So we hear people, you go through Instagram, you see people talking about manifestations, all these spiritual people talking, being, being connected to God and earth and being grounded. It has some truth to it. But if you can vibrate on that frequency, it wouldn't make sense to you. It'd just be like, oh, he's too deep or he's going through something or he's been through something. Whereas the ones who are hurt, be like, they see that as a sign of hope, a beacon of light. It's like, all right, yeah, that's why I'm at. That's my part. That's my frequency. And then again, that's why we meet. You and I met. We're level-headed people. We think alike. Like-minded people think alike. And we have the same... I would say saying goals, you know, we, we both are goal oriented and a lot of our goals will eventually align because that's what it is about. We all were made under one. So essentially, once we get to this one point and we start doing the same thing, yeah, I see you, bro. You're doing the same thing I'm doing. I'm just doing it in a different version. You understand? <laughs> Putting people on. That's just it, bro. Because we decided to go through what we've been through. We felt what we felt and we realized that, yo, I got burnt and I, I'm, I don't want anybody else to feel that type of flames. And that's what it's about, bro. So we're, I would, it dials back to being a chosen one and really believing that you have what it takes. And you said something, you just don't know what to expect on the other side. And that's the scary part. Mm -hmm. It's not knowing what's on the other side. It's just really trusting and being like, yo, what other choice do you have though? You have to go. Because once choice is ripped away from you, it's just game one. I agree. It, and, and you're really, really talking from your experience, and that's what makes it so. This this will make the connection so important because we all go through our own pain and, and tough times. But it's who you're becoming that, that that will help you handle every adversity that comes to you. Absolutely. Oftentimes, we don't think what we're going through is for us. It's yeah. for you because as when you are a blessing to yourself, now you can be a blessing to others. Yeah. You, you you've been there before. You've been in this in the shoes and you understand, like, okay, life is hard, but we have two choices. Yeah. To go through the pain or to sin in our misery. We can't do both. <laughs> you can't do both because you have to pick. You have to choose. You have to choose your heart. I, I believe that there's a book. You have to choose your heart. Being comfortable is hard. Yeah. School of dreams is hard. Which one you want to do? Right. You gotta choose. <laughs> you have to choose you have to choose and, and you said something you was like when you start to manifest things came into your life and you start doing it over and over and over again when I did it I'm like hold on I just thought about this and it came to life <laughs> let me see if I can do it again I didn't I didn't believe it <laughs> yeah did it whatever I thought it came to life I'm like hold on crazy yeah that's not a coincidence. Right. right. That's not a coincidence. Oftentimes we think we can, but our our negative thoughts is saying you can't do it. Why should why are you doing it? What makes you great enough to even walk into, in, into this uniqueness? You can't think positive and think negative at the same time. It, it, it's it's not balancing one another. Yeah. Once I realized that, I said, oh. Game one. <laughs> They gave the wrong man this power. That's <laughs> I'm about to change the world. That's what I'm about to do. Man. So so that, that goes into the next question. So how do you repurpose your pain into your passion? So I would say, all right, so you know I got hit on the motorcycle, right? And I lost my limbs. And people see the, the worst the worst thing first. They see, damn, he lost his legs. But there's so much more injuries that you don't see. So me being the type of person I am, I tapped into that as well. It's like, yo, how many people 
are going through things and you can't tell by just looking at their physical avatar, their physical body, right? We got people who are diabe diabetics, um, cancer patients, and all those all those things have pain associated with it. But you see them in the store, you greet their hands, you open the door for them, and you, you don't know what their life is like. It's about respecting everybody's situation. So I knew that if I told my story in this light, for my own personal reasons, people always look at me in pity in a sense, right? It's like, oh, damn, he lost his leg. I have my legs, he lost his. And if I know personally, I feel like almost embarrassed, right? Because it's like, it's different. People look at you, I'm already different, right? I have an accent sometimes, or I might be black compared to majority, of, I'm a minority in where I'm at. So always people always look at me in my own setting, but now for sure, they can be like, so I'm like, well, if they're going to look at me and make me feel uncomfortable, because one, I'm always wincing when I walk, right? I'm, mm, mm, every step is tough. So to have all eyes on me and for me to be in pain, it makes me feel uncomfortable, I must admit, right? It's like everybody's watching. If I skip, I fall. If I trip, don't. Today's not the day because everybody's watching. That's the mind doing this thing, right? So for me now, I'm like, well, if everybody's going to look, I'm going to give everybody a serious reason to look. So I'm going to get the shiniest leg. I'm going to get the loudest leg. I'm going to get the fastest bike. I'm going to get the expensive gear. I'm going to give y'all content. I'm going to I was like, oh, this is a lot. This is a lot. Hold on, hold on, bro. You went back to the bike? Because now that's a talking point. It's like, yo, this man don't even get it. Where is it? Did he learn his lesson? A lot of people be like, yo, did you learn your lesson? You went back on the bike? I'm like, well, on a motorcycle, there's so many lessons to learn. Of course I learned my lesson. You don't see what I'm, what I'm applying my learning to. But you just saw the outcome, which was me losing my legs to an accident. And an accident is what an accident is. It's an accident. I didn't cause it. And even if I did cause it, I was still going to be able to bounce back and learn from the mistake. So my mistakes, yes, I've learned from it. But what I see that riding has done for me and others, it's way bigger than just me getting back on a bike. So re repurposing everything into my passion, I get to still ride. I still get to do what I have to do, but then I get to really, really change people's lives. I joke around my wife all the time and say, babe, I personally feel I've changed more mindsets than therapists have because people go through these things and they go through divorces, breakups, whatever the case is, and don't want to seek therapy because everybody feels like they're fine. They feel like, you know what, man, Shorty left me because I cheated or Shorty left me because she had insecurity or Shorty left me because she wanted better. But there's so much that you can do as a couple before you take it to that level, right? Obviously, there's different processes. And some, some people work, work it out. Some people don't. But regardless, there is a process around it. And for me now, giving back to the people, my wife always joke around and say, too, it's like, yo, you always for the people. Like, I had to learn oh, not to be so much for the people and be there for her as well as and, and all this. But overall, I get, uh, I get real joy. And real, I feel really good knowing that I've changed somebody's thought process just by a simple video, right? Versus you having to feel in a certain kind of way just to reach out to a therapist. People feel like when they go to therapy, they're sick. Oh, you seen a therapist? Something's wrong with you, I guess. Nah. Just like how you want to see a mechanic to get your car fixed, you go to a doctor to fix your leg, you go to a therapist to fix your mental, right? So for me now, I wasn't tapped into that yet until I had to face this. But I'm not a person that really goes against and be like, oh, therapy. I'm, if whatever I go into, I go into it hard, right? And I learned what I had to learn from therapy and then I applied it to myself and then boom, it saved my marriage because we could go into the point where I was actually hiding my motorcycle from my wife, which is damn near the same as cheating because she saw me crash on the bike, right? So I had to, we had to go through all of these, all of these processes, bro, to make, because I was facing a divorce, paperwork, everything was set up. But you know, when you go through divorce, there's a lot of steps in between and you have to put the work in. It's a lot. <laughs> so 
soul, bro. That's why when I hear your story, I'm like, bro, trust me. The only, the only thing I just didn't do as part of the divorce process was actually follow through with it, right? But imagine going through all that. You lost all your, your past memories. I always say, right, when somebody dies, it's always harder for the people that remain, right? Because God forbid a close relative of yours goes away and passes away, you're going to be one that's grieving, whereas he or she is out of your reach, any right? But life after death, bro, we grieve as well. You know, the spirit grieves and it's very hard for us as well. So that's why I tell people right now, as you're alive, just create a lot of memories, right? So that essentially your spirit will live forever. So God forbid something happens to me, nobody's ever going to forget me. I'm all over the internet. I'm all over the world. I've already helped. If I help one person, I've done my job. And that's how I create my balance. Yes, I'm not perfect. Yes, I'm going to make mistakes. Yes, I'm going to commit illegal without illegal terms without using my indicator. Oh gosh, we all do it, right? But at the same time, if you can create enough good to balance your madness out, when you get to seek judgment day again, they will, they'll give you a break because I had to do the same thing in hell, bro. It was crazy. Man, it, 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 that's so deep. The, the fact that you was about to go through the divorce, right? Yes, it get brought up. What I've learned is that I had to start taking accountability for myself. It didn't happen overnight. That divorce didn't happen overnight. No, 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 no. It built up to that. And then when I learned with one bad thing, one adversity comes, there's multiple coming. There's multiple things waiting for you. But when it's first thing in, in night, everything, it's like, oh, okay, I've handled this one pretty good. When the next one comes, how am I, how am I controlling myself? Because I'm not going to lie, I, I lost myself. Yeah. I wasn't myself. No, no, no. I, I don't yell. I end up yelling. In my in my in my uh, relationship, I'm like, nah, that something ain't right. Something ain't right. I stop. I stop asking why me. What can I learn from this? How can I control myself? And now, what I went through my divorce, it prepared me for my relationship. Now, man, I, I met the love of my life. I was not even expecting to meet the love of my life. It's crazy. You, you know what I mean? It's like. Your preparation is preparing you for the unknown. Yeah. The unknown is you being consistent every single day. I started making content. I really started taking this serious. I'm like, hold on. Okay, I'm not the only one going through pain. I'm not the only one going through pain. But when I talk to the camera, when I talk to my phone, it's like, okay, I'm venting. Yeah. We, we as people are not venting and telling what we've been through. That's when I learned. I'm like, oh, this social, social media has a way of connecting people that resembles with what you're going through. You just don't have the courage to speak up about it, which is absolutely okay. And like you, I feel like I've helped so many people shift their mindset, Good. shift the perspectives of themselves. Because yeah. there's a saying, if you think big, you become big. Yes. Yet if you think small, you remain the same. Right, right. Yeah. Go through your pain. You gotta go through your trial and error. You gotta go through your tough times. You gotta go through go through the the journey to where you want to give up. But right before you give up, right before you give up, something great happens for you. That's called a blessing. Yeah, yeah, I agree, bro. To the point where let me tap into giving up. Where I knew I was gonna face my divorce, I knew that without my wife's help that things were going to be really hard for me. 
and I never wanted to face it. So at that point, I did give up. I'm sitting in my garage, and I have my Glock right next to me, bro. And I'm thinking like, yo, bro, this is crazy. Like I'm, it's the worst time of my life, bro. I was hiding the bike. She found out. My best friend had just crashed behind me. That's how she found out. I had to tell her that we were riding motorcycles. I had to go in the pond, save his life. I can barely walk. I can barely lift a bike. A bike is 400 pounds. I had to be praying for God for strength to do all these stuff with, with a bad, broken back. It was just, things were just terrible for me. But in that space, I'm like, show me a sign, man. And for the first time in my life, that's when I cursed at God, bro. I was like, yo, you have to be fucking kidding me, man. There's no way you can say you exist. And I saw it happening. It's all the bad things that's happened in the world. Slavery is the number one thing for me. I'm thinking, I'm like, all these people, all these good people that are suffering, you let them suffer. I started drilling him. I was like, yo, if you exist, show me a sign right now. Else, I'm not good for you. I'm not good anymore here. I'm, it, I've caused this woman too much pain. Mm. And then I was like, all right. As I looked out to my garage, I saw she and my son. They're walking and he's soaking wet. He ran through the sprinkles. So he runs into the garage. For the first time, he sees the motorcycle I've been hiding because after the crash, my wife was like, yo, bring that shit home. You are not riding that anymore. There's too much going on. So I gave him my keys for my BMW, my motorcycle, and I, I gave it to her. And then she, my son comes in. He sees the bike for the first time. Now he knows that I lost my leg on the motorcycle. But he's like, yo, dad, dad, I'm soaking wet. Can you please take me for a spin? I was like, a spin on what? He's like, on that new bike. It's so cool. I look at mom. I mean, me and mom is about to rip each other. I'm like, kids be, kids be wilding, bro. I'm like, yo, you wilding. If only me and your mom, if you only knew what me and your mom is going through right now. I was like, son, not right now, not right now. He's like, please, 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 please. She walks off mad. And I was like, you know what? If I'm getting divorced anyway, I'm going to have my bikes. And he comes over. He's going on a ride. I was like, suit up. Let's go. So he puts his gear on. I take him for a spin around the block, knowing that she could probably... Mind you, this my buddy just crashed. I lost my legs. And she's been going through all these different things. She's been taking care of the family. And I still chose to ride the bike. I chose him. I chose my peace. I chose my happiness. And my son, I missed him. I wanted to do something with him then and there. Else, I was going to literally off myself, bro. So now, I chose that. She didn't know to the detail of where I was at mentally. But that was my sign. I asked him to show me a sign. And for the sign, for my son coming in to just to pressure us and just to create this type of vibe for me and made me make that choice. And that's when I started creating content after that day. So after I took him for a spin, that was the best feeling I've ever felt in my entire life. Because one, all I used to do was dream of playing soccer with my kid. And knowing that I lost my legs, I won't be able to do it anymore. But the riding is something I can still bond with him, right? So I put him on the back and he's still looking up to me as dad. You're still a hero. You can still do something. Look at my dad. Show me how to ride a bike. So as a man, that feels different, bro. When your kids have a... Anybody feeling needed, period, makes you feel good. When you lose everything like this, you 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 become like just a, a fly on a wall because everybody else is moving around you, supporting you, helping you. So I was able to gain some type of independence that day. As I'm riding around the crib, she comes out and she starts recording. And I'm like, fudge. As I pass by, I'm like, damn. Knowing what just happened, she still wanted to support. She still wanted me to capture this moment. She still wanted to catch her sons riding with dad after his first accident. I was like, nah, that's a woman that she's a writer for. She spent every single day in the hospital with me. But even after all that, you still take the phone to record me knowing damn well we get a divorce. I pulled that bike and parked that, 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 that bike in the garage so fast. And I gave it the keys. I was like, keep it. You let me know when I'm good to ride. Because after seeing what you just did, I see that you're there for me. I don't need a, I don't need a bike ever again, ever again. That, that was it because I didn't know if I, 
I was going to choose bike life over everything else because that was my outlet. And she showed me that she was still supporting me. So in that, I dropped the bike and we started working. We went to therapy. She's like, yo, I don't care about none of that. Let's go to therapy. And that's what led me to go to therapy. But in that moment, we're talking about signs. That was it. All keyed up to us getting therapy and then we was working on each other. And we were able to make it past that, bro. Full circle moment. Full circle moment. Without you even recognizing it, right? And they're so powerful. They're so powerful because not only were y'all able to work each other out, y'all started to learn more about yourselves, yeah. right? Especially when you find your peace. You said something that was really important. You found your peace and your happiness. Yeah. Riding a bike was your peace and happiness. Yeah. But your family is what gathers that peace and happiness together. Yeah. Yeah. Full circle. <laughs> oh, my God. God, <laughs> that, 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 that's so unique because we often miss the people that's here in our lives for us. Mm-hmm. Man, my queen, she be she be teaching me so much. She She's teaching me how to be a leader for us. Mm-hmm. I'm like... <laughs> it takes a man to really accept that, though, because most of us go in there alpha, 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 but yo, bro, just take a seat and listen sometimes. That's it. You see, and listen, man, man, man. <laughs> it's real. Yeah, it's really dope, man. And it, probably more respect to the woman as well, bro, because they go through certain things that we fully can't understand. Like right now, I have a newborn. Even though doctors were saying that I may not be able to ever um, have kids again because I, I, bro, I jacked everything up. And we were trying and we finally tried and we got, we were successful. First, first go around, we had a miscarriage. I'm like, damn, that's my fault. Again, why me? Everything is going bad. And then she even t- started blaming herself. She's, she has her own um, situations going on. She felt like it was her fault. I was like, so in those moments, what I found throughout my marriage is that though she doesn't, she isn't able to really connect to me physically all the time, emotionally, I feel like I can give her more in certain spaces. So when she's going through what she's going through, I sometimes, not sometimes, I always have to put aside my own shit. And trust me, when you know your shit is more crazier than somebody else's and still have to put aside to be there for somebody, I think that's what it's about. And hoping that you get that in return. So it's a, it's a, it's a pattern type of thing. It's more of a behavior. It's more of like a skill you have to develop in a relationship to be able to exit your own emotions and be there for somebody. So I found myself doing that a lot. But then, too, it came to a point where it started breaking me. I was like, I found myself starting doing that for everybody. And then it wasn't being poured back into me. And I'm like, damn, that hurts. And that stings because nobody's seeing me. Everybody wants to be seen, right, throughout all their struggles. So as a means of fixing that, I started communicating more. I started opening my mouth. And I know, like, you might come up with you might sound like a bitch. My, my words, most guys will sound like a, a, a chick spread, expressing their emotions. But, bro, it's key because how else can she take care of you emotionally if you can't even talk about yourself, talk about your emotions, talk about your feelings. Guess what I'm saying, bro? It, it was it was tough, but I was able to let all that go because remember, I'm in the hospital getting my ass wiped by people I don't even know. It's doing anything else is easy for me now. That's why I can tell I can talk about my story and I feel no kind of way because I am the one living it. You're the one seeing it. I'm telling it. I'm experiencing it. You just get to see my pretty when I put it in the bowl. And post it. That's <laughs> I'm the one living it. And that's why they'd be like, yo, Joe, how can you be so transparent? How can you talk so freely? I'm like, bro, the shit I've been through, man, it, 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 it is no, there's no cap for my mouth. Like, I need to tell you what I've seen because you can learn something from it. And if you don't, you don't. But I know that they sent me to give you that message. And that's just that I work for them. And then being the higher powers. 
Yeah, man, man, man. That's why, like, what we doing is so important because the question that I ask, how do you repurpose your pain to your passion? You're doing it, right? Same thing I'm doing. You're doing the exact same thing, right? Public speaking, content creation, family, building a family. I don't have no kids yet, but building a family. You know what I mean? Like, we're constantly learning more about ourselves. Mm -hmm. We we can't pour from an empty cup if the cup not filled. Facts. We have to learn what this is. We have to know when enough is enough. Well, not enough is enough. We, know, we have to learn how to balance how much we give out. Which is, there's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. I mean, I remember a couple of weeks ago, I had poured into somebody for like two hours. I called. I called my lady. I was like, "Babe, can you pray for me?" <laughs> we we just prayed. I'm like, "Listen, I I pour into them. That's fine." I know they probably won't be able to pour into me like I needed to be poured into because my woman got me. My lady got me. That's absolutely fine. I'm like, yeah, I, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> yeah. You ain't going nowhere, right? So you, now I understand it. Say it again. No, I said she fuels you. She fuels you. Yeah. She that was the word. <laughs> yeah, bro. That was the, that, that, that's exactly what she does for me. She we fuel each other. Just like you mentioned, you have to be there for her emotionally. You have to learn how to communicate your emotions to her to where she can help you when you least expect it. I'm like, that is crazy. Crazy, bro. <laughs> I've learned to your point, bro. I've learned so much about self because self is first. It, it may sound selfish, but you have to take care of self first before you give any type of love to anybody. And I also taught my wife that because in my deathbed, I said to her, she was like, yo, are you happy? I was like, damn, Skippy, I lived the best life possibly you can imagine. I, I, every day, 24 hours wasn't enough for me. I kept going and going and going. And she's like, yo, but now you're all that's cut. I'm like, yeah, and I'm hurting because there's two types of people. There are those that experience stuff like this, right? There are those that are very high paced. And if you get high paced person and then you slow them down, their struggles are definitely a lot more harder, right? To get back to the physical space because all you know is speed, 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 pace, pace, pace. And this life would never be able to create pace versus somebody who was lethargic in the beginning of the incident. And they, this happens, but this is a lethargic lifestyle. You sit a lot. You can sit, you gain weight, you get depressed and you live in depression and you'd be okay with it. I know a lot of people who've lost their limbs and are okay with whatever life they have. That's because their setup before was different. They had the financial support. You don't have that, ain't no sitting, bro. Catch what I'm saying? Like, ain't no, it, it's no sitting right now to the point where we're talking about medical bills, right? Up and up my ass. My it was way over a million dollars, right? Um, we have the financial strain of my kid always wanting to be and not always wanting to be, but us always wanting to give for him. So we're able to still provide for him to be in soccer camps, swimming camps, whatever things to keep his mind going, all these extracurricular activities. We have a newborn that's expensive as well um the house to maintain all these different things requires a lot of, a lot of financial money so now what do you do right i can no longer be picking up my part-time i used to work two jobs and be physical not that i needed to but i know that i i had such a increase or a demand for nice things in my life i knew that my main job wasn't going to cover it and still maintain all what i had to do i had to be clearing six figs so my goal was always to clear six figs by the age of 28 I'm 33 now, and I, I I made that goal two years before. So since I was 26, I was doing that, right? So mind you, again, me feeling proud, this is not to brag. This is just letting you know that, yo, I worked really hard. Anything I said I was going to do, and I did it. 
and then this ha this happened. So now everything that I'm doing, I'm notating it. Because why? I know once I put it out there on my PDF document, I say, yo, boom, hold that. If you get hurt and you get fucked up, follow this. I guarantee you, guarantee you, you'll be as successful, if not better, because you have a lot of people that go through my, the injuries, bro. They have a good leg to bounce back. You know, they have a good arm. They have, I'm like, what's your key back? Like, really, what's your excuse, bro? Really, what's your excuse? Look, 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 look at the issue that I am able to do. Man, you should see me offline, bro. I always say, if there's a dad competition, a father competition, or a friend competition, or support competition, I'll beat everybody. I am the ultimate person when it comes to that stuff. Like, my kid, like, right before I came to you, I was feeding him, prepping him, had to walk down the flight of stairs. My house, my house is not handicapped set up. I'm always doing more than average, bro. So if you came into my house and you want to be, you want to learn to be a father, I am your guy because I do that shit with no legs. You can look at my kneecaps right now. It's burning. Why? Because I'm always on my knees, always on my knees, trying to balance. Imagine that, bro. If you had, if you had this, would you go as hard as you can, as you would for a kid? I could clearly say yes, because your mental is different and you was in the Marines, right? Correct or wrong? Right. These, you guys, you guys have a different type of build, a different type of when you've been knocked down, it's like, ah, I got to push. I got to keep going. And that's the mindset that you need. Oh, you, I think it's best to have a mindset like this to keep, when you've been knocked, to keep pushing. It's the only way to get back up. I definitely agree. Man, Joseph, we we, we can go on for hours and hours. Oh, and hours. <laughs> oh we had in part two, three, four, bro. Man, we definitely going to have to do this. So before we end, before we end, I have one segment that's called Best for Last. So I ask four questions and you answer with a quick explanation. Okay. Are you ready? Go ahead. How do you keep your composure? How do I keep my composure? Um, I'll just say, bro, I believe in myself. You know, I really, I'm based on past experiences and my success. I just know that if anything I shoot for, anything I do, I'll, I will overcome it. So by believing myself, I keep composed. I'm like, all right, don't worry, have no faith. You will get it because you're nice as ish, right? You got this. Okay, so that's too chill. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah bro. What What are you grateful for? Uh, I'm grateful for the air that I am able to breathe now because even something as simple as blowing into a tube, trying to get your lungs back into order was hard for me. So just breathing air, just existing, bro, I am grateful for life on that level, on a whole different level. I am grateful. Down to the down to the fruits that I eat, I taste the soil that it came from, you understand? So yeah, I'm connected, bro. That's deep. Yeah, yeah. It's deeper than deep. <laughs> What what do you regret? Regret. Ooh. Um, wow, that's a great one. I regret, bro. I regret nothing to be honest. I feel like everything, and that might sound kind of crazy, right? But I don't I did everything I was supposed to do, bro. I don't, I don't I don't have any regrets yet. You know, um, maybe back in the past, I would say that I I wish that I didn't have to see my wife go through this because I feel like when you take accountability for yourself, you want it to be just you and only you. But when you involve everybody else, it's like, mm, I kind of wish that didn't happen. But other than that, everything happened for a reason. Now, I can't wait till I get to the point where I'm very successful to, to be like, babe, that was the reason why you had to go through all that. And I'm so sorry you had to. But here we are. But I'm not there yet. But that's my, I, I would say along the lines, that's the regret. In the making. In yeah. The and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the last and favorite question, what does failure as knowledge mean to you? Failure is knowledge. I feel like the things that you go through that we deem as failure are all lessons. And with every lesson, you can gain a lot of knowledge from it. So from the failures, you gain the knowledge, simply said. Ooh, 
man, Joseph, man, I, I definitely appreciate your wisdom, man. Before we get off, before we log off, how can people work with you? How can they follow you? How can they support you? Yeah, man, I would say if you guys are listening and tuning in, you can follow me at Titanium Tarzan. Titanium S1000 is my motorcycle oriented page. Um, I'm also on TikTok as well and YouTube. So follow the page, leave a like, leave a message. I reply to all my DMs and all my comments. There you yeah. go. There you go. In closing, do you have a closing statement? Um, live your best life, man. Uh, tomorrow is not guaranteed, and you can lose it all in a second. Look at my story. Trust me. That's it. There you have it. There you have it, Joseph. Man, I appreciate you, bro. <laughs> Boy, thank you for having me, bro. It's a pleasure. Now I have to go get ready to take my son an hour and a half drive up north. So, yes, sir. <laughs> all right, bro. <laughs>